Welcome to Just One More Story by George Walters, a weekly podcast where I share with you a mixture of personal stories as well as some useful tips, techniques, and advice that might just make your day a wee bit better. It should also be noted that any content that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. In other words, all the views and information expressed here on this podcast are my own and not the views of anyone else. And while I strive for accuracy, I can and will be wrong at times, as any honest human will have to admit. So, if you're looking for that special something to start or end your day, you're in the right place. And the great part is, you can listen to all my podcasts for free, anywhere, at any time. So with that, let's get started. Hi folks, how's things going these days? All good, I hope. You know... I suspect that almost everyone today at one time or another has had a favorite material object that has given them a lot of pleasure. There are some today though that says money and material objects aren't what life is all about. On hearing that, I have to admit for a while there I was thinking along the same line. But as years pass, my way of thinking has changed. For me these days, I believe that money and items of choice can and does play a lot in a person's life. And I also found that these items can make life more enjoyable, that is, if bought and used in the right way. A couple things that comes to mind would be a checkerboard or a deck of cards, maybe even a crib board. They are material items, and they do cost a few dollars, but they also bring people together and make them happy. Oh, there are thousands of things that one can buy that will make life more comfortable and fun. The thing is, We have to make sure we have the funds to buy these things without going into too much debt. That to me is a key that makes material objects enjoyable. For my wife and I, we did without most of our lives, only buying things that made us money or at the very least made our life easier or more bearable. A few examples would be a good used tractor, a disc, a few extra acres of land, a new washing machine, or maybe a new stove from time to time. But in doing without for a good number of years, we were able to pay off any debts we had, like our home and car, and raise two fine boys to boot. Pretty well everything else we bought was paid for with what we had, as we hated to charge anything. I have to admit, there were a few times there that it was tempting to buy and pay for things over time, but we didn't. Our home, car, and trucks took a while to pay for, no denying that, but we managed and done it ourselves, which in turn gave us a good feeling of accomplishment. Talking about cars, or I should say one special car, is actually what I want to talk about today. So with that in mind, let's get on with the story today. I hope you enjoy buying my first car. Taking a close look at things when it comes to repairing a car, I found that it is all but impossible to fix most things that goes wrong, at least for the new cars of today. The reason being is that most cars today have so many gadgets and things in them. I also have found that thinking about fixing my own car today is about as far as I get. But it wasn't always that way, no, not by a long shot. Years ago, I did pretty well on my own repairs. You know, I can remember when you opened the hood looking down at the motor and there was room all the way around it. 
and it should also be noted that with most cars I own, I could sit in the hood with my feet hanging down beside the engine and work on it. I also remember years ago when I walked down to a car lot that all the hoods were open so folks could get a look at the engine. And while on the subject of motors, almost every young fellow back then knew what size motor was in every car. Heck, for that matter, even the girls knew that a Ford with a 427 four-barrel carburetor was one of the fastest engines in the world and wanted to ride in it. Talking about girls, I found that the girls that liked fast cars and racing were not uncanny. They actually were a rare gift to us men. Today, though, it seems that most folks don't really care about the motor. All they care about is what the car looked like. Kind of sad, actually. With all that being said, I can still remember when I got my very first car. Boy, what a day that was. It was a 56 Ford Fairlane. I remember it like yesterday. Actually, that particular model sold between 1955 and 1971. Great car for sure, and reasonably priced too. At the time, I thought it was about the nicest thing on the road. It all started when I went to a fellow's house that I knew, or sorta, to have a look at it. If there was such a thing as love at first sight, this was it. Walking around, taking, it, taking in all its beauty, I noticed that the body did have a few faults. Well, maybe a lot of faults, but it was nothing I couldn't fix. It also needed some brakes, a new muffler, and the headlights needed to be wired in a bit better. But hey, other than that, it was a beaut. I brought Benny, my best friend at the time, with me, as he had a car, and being that it needed some fixing, I knew I would need a tow home. I should mention before I get ahead of myself that I paid a whopping $25 for the old girl. Can't beat that. Although, I have to admit that $25 to me at that time was a lot of money. While I was paying the fellow, Benny got to hooking it up to his car with an old rope we borrowed from his grandfather. I have to say it sure was a wild trip home, not having hardly no brakes at all. But we made it safely, other than a few dents in Benny's bumper, which he frowned upon a wee bit, but being the friend he was, he didn't say much, other than, you owe me. Once home, we pushed it in the backyard and got right to work on it. I managed to get the brakes installed with some help from friends, and while down on my knees, I found it needed a new gas tank and some brake lines, as they were rotten and leaking a bit. No problem, I figured. I have some rubber hose and some clamps in the back porch. After a few hours or so of improvising and a lot of work, we had it all fixed up, at least the important things. After a short break, taking in what we had accomplished, we decided to see if we'd start her up I can still hear Benny saying, Hey, George, do you think we should have asked the feller that was selling it if it runs before we bought it? <laughs> My reply was, Ah, it'll run. It's a Ford. It has to. Funny, thinking about it now, that at that time in life, it seemed that things like that just didn't register in my mind. There was no battery in it, so we decided to use Benny's for the time being. The only problem was that someone had taken the battery cables that hooked up to the battery, so we had to go buy some new ones before we could hook it up. Not really a problem, other than we had to put Benny's battery back in the car. So, so we could go to the scrapyard to get them. 
After a bit of haggling at the scrapyard, I finally bought a battery for $2 with a guarantee it was in working order. That is, as long as we gave it a wee bit of a charge for an hour or so before using, which he happened to mention on the way out the door. He threw in the cables for free. Back home, we charged it and the new cables were hooked up. I then got in and tried to fire her up. Nothing, not even this butter. Huh, I thought, now what could be wrong? At any rate, I got out and Benny and me proceeded to take a look at things. Looking in the motor, we soon seen that there were two spark plugs missing. The other six didn't look any too good neither. So, back to the scrapyard, we went in hopes of buying a few. We lucked out, as the old feller, feeling somewhat sorry for us, I think, gave us a set for free. With the new plugs, or should say used plugs in hand, we headed on back home. And after a couple of cool Molson's Golden that we put on ice before we left, we installed them. Molson's Golden, for those that don't know, was one of the best beers that was ever made. Damn shame they done away with it. Anyways, all I had to do was crank it up again, which I did, but still nothing. Huh, I said scratching my head. Now I was wrong. Benny, looking at things, suggested that we take the breather off and dump a touch of gas down the carburetor. Great idea, I said. I knew you were good for something. After a bit of looking around, we found an old can and siphoned some out of Benny's car. With that done, I climbed back in and cranked it over a while while Benny dumped the gas into the carburetor. Lo and behold, she backfired a few times. That's a good sign, I hollered at Benny. Yep, sure is. Give her another try. My fingers crossed, I did, and away she went. Once we had it running, we figured the carburetor was dirty a bit, so we dumped in some carb cleaner that Benny kept under his seat in his car, thinking it couldn't hurt. It did help a lot and smoked for about two days after. Didn't bother us any, as heck, every car back then gave off a wee bit of smoke. The cool part was that no one could miss us going down the street, which is what we wanted, especially when around the young ladies. After a lot of work, parts, soap, and water, she was ready. With that in mind, I said to Benny that we should give a couple gals we know a call and ask them if they would like to go for a ride and catch a movie at the drive-in theater. I have to tell you, I sure felt proud driving around to pick them up. There was still some work to be done on the car, but that didn't bother me none. The main thing right there and then was that I had my first car, and the best part was she was all mine, paid for and running. Thinking about our first trip to the movies with the gals brings to mind that around halfway to the driving, the muffler fell off. I looked over at Benny and said, how cool is that? He said, yep, she sure sounds nice now. You got that right, I cried. With that, we both rolled up our sleeves, slicked back our hair a bit, and let our arms hang out the window. We had a great time that night. We watched the show a wee bit, went and parked after the show, which finished for a couple hours, and then dropped the girls off and went downtown, if for nothing else than to show off a wee bit and grab a root beer at the NW. The next day, Benny and I decided to pick up a new muffler from a store in town. He helped me a bit paying for it. I had a kind of strap for cash, being that I had to buy the car along with a few other things. I thanked him and said I would pay him back on Friday, as that was when payday was. At the time, I was working for a plastering company. 
Once we had it back home, we both got to work and installed it. It didn't take too long, maybe an hour or so. It would have taken less time, but everything was rusted up pretty bad. Once done, I laid a blanket on the front seat so I wouldn't dirty things up and started it up. After listening to a few minutes, Benny looked at me and said, Man, it's, it's too damn quiet. I said, you, you got that right. Heck, if it wasn't for the smoke coming out of the tailpipe, you wouldn't even know it was running. We both stood there for a few minutes, scratching our heads, and then it was, this, it was as if a light came on. With that, I slid under the car and said, Hand me that hammer and screwdriver over there, Benny. What do you want them for? Never mind. Just hand them to me, which he did. I then proceeded to hammer a couple holes up near the front part of the muffler. Start it up, I hollered to Benny. Once it was running, I came to the conclusion that it didn't sound too bad, but it still wasn't quite right. Hang on for a minute, I told him, and proceeded to add two more holes near the back of the muffler. There you go, I said. She sure sounds sweet now. You got that right, said Benny. You know, that car lasted me about two years, believe it or not. But like all good things, everything comes to an end. The reason being, the police kept stopping me, saying the headlights were supposed to be held on with just a piece of bailing wire. They're funny that way. He also went on to say though, it might cause an accident and recommended I maybe put it out the pasture, so to speak. I have to admit, thinking about it now, that he was nice about it. He gave me two months to get rid of it, as I told him I needed to get back and forth to work. I don't think the police would be so lenient today. I did get rid of the car, but not the way the police officer suggested, like taking it to the scrapyard. What happened was I entered it into a stock car race at the Flamborough Speedway near Hamilton, Ontario. You know, I raced that car for three shows before the motor gave out. The neat thing was I come in second place twice which gave me a prize of $50, $25 three trays, which at the time was a lot of money for a young fellow like myself. Furthermore, the best part was, it was enough money to buy another car. So, anyways, what more can I say? Oh, one last thing before I close, relating to Benny and me. It has always amazed me how things happen in life. Here is a city boy, meaning Benny, knowing nothing about the country, but always wanting to be part of it. Then there is a country boy, meaning me, knowing nothing about the city, but always wanting to be part of it. Then something happened. The country boy meets the city boy, and they become friends. The city is then shared with the country, and the country is shared with the city. And life moves forward, with both parties getting what they always wanted in a roundabout way. You know... I have come to the conclusion after all these years that life is like a mystery novel. It's filled with suspense and you have no idea what is going to happen until you turn the next page. That's it for today, folks. But before I go, I would like to mention that all my stories are also available in books. We have seven books to choose from and each book has over 50 short stories. The titles of the books are One More Story, Moments in Time, Paths We Choose, Times Changing, Keep Turning Pages, Join Me in the Garden, and Nature's Gateway to Health. All of our books are available on Amazon.ca or Amazon.com, in ebooks or paperback. If you would like more information regarding my books or podcasts, you can email me 
at any time at stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll say that one more time, stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll get back to you. You can also listen to my podcasts on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, CastBox, The Walters Post, and Google Home. Just say, hey Google, play Just One More Story by George Walters. And if you enjoy my podcasts, share them with others or tell a friend. In doing so, it will help me make more podcasts for all to enjoy. And finally, I would like to thank you all for listening. And don't forget to tune in every Friday for a new episode of Just One More Story by George Walters.